Hey. It's about that time, everybody turn your TVs on. The Moe's Nose, Peachy, Breezy, and Fed of God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorilla silver back, nah, silver. You know it's busting, good discussion, cause we get it in. Every time, you know we grinding, I was eight to ten. We always play to win, the faithful going hard. It's Wayne, Breezy, Peachy, Moe's Nose, and Fed of God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the lightest tone. I'm doing that that bankhead bounce that that second place. We got the second second seat. place swing. That swing. They got to come through Santa Clara if they want to declare anything, which not gonna happen. What's going on, Moles? What's going on, Fair? How my brother's doing? Man, I'm, you, I'm, you tell I'm, me. I'm, I'm 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 doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. How about yourself? Well, well, it's good. I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pass the mic to my man Mo's. Like, like, what's going on, Playboy? Chilling, bro. Can't call it. Can't call it. Everybody out there, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. We are back. It's Monday night. Uh, I think Peachy's a little bit under the weather. She's recovering. Uh, I'm not sure if she's gonna jump in, but if she does, she will be here. But uh, again, we're here. We're back. We're gonna do something different because we're gonna we're gonna kind of like talk about what we liked about this game. We kind of did that last night, so we're not gonna spend too much time on this game. It's time to preview because the 49ers are in the playoffs. They finished 13 and four. They're in the playoffs, and they control their own destiny, right? Because if the 49ers win, or when the 49ers win, the win. next team that comes there has to go there to play. And so it doesn't matter what that team is other than the Eagles. The Eagles get the home field, 49ers get home field. And then we got something to really scrap about. So we're going to get down to that, man. It's good to see my brothers on here. Peachy, we're praying for you. I hope you get well soon. Like, like, hit the like button, guys. Comment and subscribe. There's the YouTube, man. That's the handle right now. You don't even got to type in the whole URL address anymore. You could just type in the handle at the Wayne Breezy. That's where you'll find the Nitty Gritty Niners talk show. It airs every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? So if you guys love this show, make sure you hit that like button, man. This is when the crew comes together. It's crew love. You can also follow, watch, and subscribe on Twitch as well for those that are Twitch uh, watchers out there, you like to watch on Twitch, man. If that's your thing, do your thing, man. But you can subscribe for free using your Amazon Prime account, and there's the link right there below as well. Don't forget to give a follow on Twitter and Instagram. You dig all right at NGN Talk for both. All right, and don't forget to join the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk group. We got a group, we got a page. We're posting on both. Miss Debbie, you did another great job. Top hats off to Miss Debbie. She did another great job on another season of Nitty Gritty Niners. The group is definitely growing. Uh, and this week's giveaways is going to be crazy. Uh, shout out to uh, Jerome. I believe he's the winner of the uh, score prediction. And then Jacqueline was the winner of the December, uh, you know, uh, monthly awards. So congratulations to them as well. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And look, man, let's, let's do this quick recap of, of what we saw. Niners won. 38 to 13. Uh, but it wasn't, it it ended well, but it wasn't a high fashion win. It, it, there were still some mistakes. 
there were still some things that the 49ers got to do to get themselves together. What were your thoughts, you know, on the win? I know a win is a win, but give me something different, man. 38 to 13 was the final score. Um, For me, uh, just kind of how we started out, man. It's a little frustrating. I get it. You know, they had the trick play and all that. But, man, it's a it's one of those 50-50 balls that you, you hope Demo makes, man. And, you know, again, um, you know, a safety in the back end missing a tackle. And a big play is what occurs for uh, the, the, the Kingsbury uh, – Cliffs, Cardinals, um, but you know beyond that, I, I I think that one good thing is that the defense responded. Right, um, they responded. They ended up getting a bunch of turnovers yesterday and playing well for the most part for the rest of the game. But you know, I just want to see something where we come out and get a stop and can get that first score and kind of really set the, the the tone for these playoffs. Yeah, I like that, man. Uh, Mose, anything different? Uh, something different. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's if much I can add different. Um, maybe in, in, along the lines with the slow start, I, I maybe I'll mention competitive fire. Um, and I think some of the players mentioned that they kind of got lost in the fact that, you know, it's the Arizona Cardinals. They've been stinking the joint out. They starting David Blau. They don't have anything to play for. So, like, they're not going to come and give us our all, give us their all. So we can really just walk in here, walk out with a W, and then get ready for the playoffs. Um, and I think we've been trying to tell people all season that uh, uh, one of the biggest factors in this game beyond – physical ability is the the mental is where's your mind at um will this affect us i i think we have a seasoned of enough team to where going into the playoffs understanding that everything we did in the season led to this point we wanted to get to this point make it into the tournament put ourselves in the best possible position and now everybody's zero and zero um but you know, if we weren't as seasoned of the team and if we haven't been here before, I would be a little bit concerned. Um, if if, if our, that week 18 game wasn't a game that allowed us to really be on our game mentally and have to fight for and then we carry that into the playoffs, I would be worried. But I would just say competitive fire. And I, and I, I believe some of the players mentioned that, that, you know, maybe this game, you know, their heads weren't on. Um, as they needed to be, just with the circumstances, everything surrounding the game. Yeah, you know what's – oh, sorry. No, I was no, going to say, you know what's crazy is, like, a lot of times you see these players um, who really aren't playing for anything, and it's hard for you to kind of get up against a team like that, man. But that truly shows the type of character and the type of commitment that, you know, this team has. You know, they definitely started off with that low – but once it starts rolling and they get in the battlefield on the battlefield, you know that that switch hits on and they just turn into uh, the players that we expect. But again, I, just going off that Mose, yeah, agreed, man. Just want to see that that start from the beginning right away. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to go back through my my mental Rolodex, and I'm trying to figure out when we saw that. Like when did the 49ers just always seem to be? They've always seemed to have been an adjustment type team if things go their way. So they've seemed to be the type of team that likes to be in control. A, they like to kick off the ball, right? Right. When they kick off the ball, they like to be able to dictate how that first quarter goes. So it's not about scoring on the first drive. It's Mm -hmm. about making sure that they finish the half with the momentum. Then, because they know they're going to get the ball back. So B, then the second drive is the most important drive. Because that's going to sit there and kind of like either make teams play a little bit differently and have to adjust or like, you know what I'm saying? And so like for me, like the 49ers have seemed consistent in starting slow. (laughs) And it's weird, right? Because you're like, we're missing that Niners team that's just going to come out and punch you in the mouth and score 30 points in the first quarter and then make the team find a way to come back. Like, I think that's what we're kind of like used to if we go back into the lineage of the san francisco 49ers it's a different team and i think mo said like they're built they're 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 built to adjust like i i think that they're built to like sustain and if they had to play a game where they had to dig deep like that raiders guy i don't care what anybody say they should have lost that raiders game ain't no way in the world they should have won that game by the way that they were playing slow start uh, offense was keeping him in the game. Defense couldn't stop anything. It was weird. This game, let me ask you guys this question. Would you say which side was stronger, defense or offense? Mm. Offense. Ooh. Really? Yeah. No, but here, here, here's why. I think uh, was, it was Leslie, right, that was on yesterday? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so she said it. I think the trick play – it was that was the moment where, whether it was Kyle, whether it was uh, D'Amico, whoever, whether it was the players themselves, it was the trick play that woke everybody up and was like, "All right, bro, like, let's stop playing," because that following drive, we marched the ball right down the field. I was sitting here with my father-in-law. He saw the play, and you know, Cowboys fan, he's talking about, "Uh-oh, looking looking kind of shaky." And then we get the ball and we march right down the field and we put up seven. I said, I'm not worried about that. Like, we're as a fan, I'm telling him I'm not worried about that. So I think um, offense was just a little bit stronger because the the punch in the mouth the defense got woke up everybody. So then everybody strapped it in and was like, okay, let's let's go out here, let's get this done, and let's you know get out of here and get ready for our, our wild card round matchup. So. For me, I, the, the the offense was better. I know the defense, they kind of locked in after that that trick play. They only allowed one more score. Uh, but for me, the, the offense just seemed to be rolling just a little bit more efficiently after the defense got punched in the mouth first. Mm, okay. Fair? Anything different? Because you hit him with the really, wasn't sure if he was going to go with the defensive side being the stronger side. Yeah, I think after that first initial – uh, drive, man, it, it, the defense tightened up. The defense got the ball back for the 49ers offense, and they just kind of played like their, their hair was on fire for the most part after that first drive. So if you wipe out that drive and then just consider the rest of the game, uh, Arizona didn't do much of anything. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked that question, I mean, we dig back to some of the episodes 
Um, and it was like, you know, which side is going to be that stronger side, uh, you know, as the off season, as the, the regular season continues to strive on. And so now we're getting into the playoffs. Like we're going to be going into the playoffs where all three phases of the 49ers uh, team has to be somewhat on their P's and Q's. They're, they're, they they got to cross their T's and dot their I's, right? For sure. So if you listen to a lot of the players and the pressures, uh, bros, it was like, yo, we can't make these mistakes like we can't, we can't make these these silly mistakes because if we're playing a more superior type of a team like these mistakes can haunt us right um and it's you know i don't i don't want to pick a side but like i think both of you were right but it's just weird because i felt like the defense got back to the defense so the the, the punch in the mouth i don't think it was a punch in the mouth it was more like a sucker punch right mm. a punch in the mouth you know you you see it coming the sucker punch, you don't know it's coming. And they just found a way to respond to a sucker punch, bro. Like, I ain't never been sucker punched, but they found a way to get sucker punched, not just give up the big play, but then give up a touchdown. You had three players on that one play that couldn't stop one guy. Come on. Right. <clears throat> three players on that one play. And I'm not saying that that wasn't the fire starter, Mose, that you're saying, but the defense was locked in after that how do how do you prepare your defense to not get sucker punched i guess that's the question i'm asking because last year the special teams would get sucker punched it was trick plays and and i, I there's relevant to why i'm bringing this up because now we're playing Pete carroll for the third time he mm. pulled he pulled zero tricks in both games right and 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 and, and right away better on the audio Right away, when um, when that play happened in Arizona, I was like, I know Pete's gonna try something. Right, and he's saying, and he's and he's not he's not gonna try it on the first play or in the first quarter. No, nope. he's gonna pull something mid second quarter, mid third quarter, maybe even in the fourth. <clears throat> he's gonna try to pull something, especially if this game is close, right? For so, sure. um, I think how do you stop your defense from getting sucker punched? Uh, it, it it's reading your keys. It, it it's you know understanding you know what the offense is trying to do normally, um, and then if you see any abnormalities, like like D'Amico said about uh, Huff, if, if you see anything abnormal, don't have dirty eyes. Yeah, read your keys, do your job, stay where where you're supposed to be. And everything should work itself out. You know, you stay where you're supposed to be. You're in position. Then you can read and react based off of what you're seeing. Um, and, and you're not out of position. So I think that's how you can, you know, keep your defense from getting sucker punched. A lot of times it, it, it really just it, it happens based off of, you know, it, it not being something that you're prepared for. It's not being something that you've seen on film or you're thinking that they're going to do. Um, but a lot of times it's stuff like, you know, a flea flicker, you know, some type of double pass. It's maybe you haven't seen it on tape or on film from this particular team, but you've seen it throughout football. You've seen other teams do it. You've probably been on a team that has done it. So you kind of know what it looks like. So yeah. read your keys, understand your assignment, be where you're supposed to be, and then read and react later. Don't have dirty eyes, read too soon, and allow you to be out of position. Mm -hmm. 
keep going. I mean, Go ahead. You got it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to say one one of the best ways to not get sucker punched is to have your guard up, like to try to block it. But you know what I mean? A sucker punch you don't see coming, man. But if you're always ready, you don't get sucker punched. Yeah. You know, for, for, for me, for me, it's it's as simple as our safeties have to be better. Our safeties are just that word. They cannot continuous to get burnt in the back end, yo. And, and I don't even care about the big play, but Gibson got to make that tackle after. I mean, like he, he got have to make that tackle after. It, it's one thing if AJ Green gets you on a 50-50 ball. You know what I mean? He jumps over Demo and gets that ball. He makes a great play. Cool. But it don't need to be a 77-yard touchdown. It can just be a 30, 40-yard pass. It don't have to be a touchdown there. See, I, I agree with that. That like I'm not I'm not disagree with that. But the 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 discourse to that is like what really happened on that? Oh, look at God. Look at look at how oh no, 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 come back, God. I messed up. I didn't mean to I was just saying look at you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Can I get a moment? Yeah. GSU just agreed with me. The world is the sky's about to fall. Uh-oh. Something is wrong. Something is off. Ready. Something is off. GSU just agreed with me. All right. What? So I, Yo, that had I, to be a New Year's resolution, bro. Yeah, That's got to be something he working on for the new year, bro. He ain't working on it with me, so y'all enjoy this joint, yo. All right, here, yo, this is what I'm talking idiot. about. <laughs> he's an asshole. 100%. Love him. So I want, you, I want you guys to understand where I'm going with this, right? Because I agree 100% that he has to make that tackle. Again, I don't know... He agreed that he had to make that tackle, but what in the hell was he looking at? And that's my question. So, like, you, was he watching the play? Did he get caught watching the play? Did he think that Demo came down with the ball to right. where he Bro, just? I, honestly, I I think that I, I think that's he what he thought. I, he I think he he was he was on the back end, and obviously AJ Green is six four, Diamador Nor is five eleven. Right. But it looks like he got in behind. And listen, when we talk about yesterday, one of the, the big keys that we talked about was faith. And mm-hmm. I think with this team, with all 11 guys on the field, there is faith in one another that you are going to do your job. Mm-hmm. So I think forget he saw Demo there. He saw a jump ball. He probably said, my guy is going to come down with this. If you don't down. come down with it, it's going to be an incomplete. There's no way A.J. Green – as washed up as he is, and that's no disrespect to AJ Green. He's one of my favorite receivers, but let's keep it real. He's 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 on the back end of his career. There's no way he's coming down with this against my guy. So Breezy, you could be absolutely right. He he could have thought, oh, my guy made the play. I really don't need to do anything. And then when he saw AJ turn around, he was backpedaling. He got, you know, swerved. And then, you know, you got a uh, you're you're on your heels. While an, a, a, an a, a offensive player is coming towards you, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to get juked out your shoes, and that's what happened. All right, let's do it, because you're looking at single high coverage right here on the screen, okay? So, like, yep. Sean Gibson is back box. here. Yep, he's playing single high cover. Looks like a cover one type of defense um, from the 49ers. You got you to gotta pay attention to this formation. You can see Hufunga, which is your other safety. He's playing in the box, so he's probably going to be covering whoever this is on this side of the football, or he's looking at the two running backs in the back. So he's he adjusted. He's, he's got someone in the backfield. 
Yes, but he ain't cheating is what I'm trying to say. Like, he's not he's not looking at it to, like, I'm going to give this away because if I bite on this, I'm giving up the big play. Like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Which is what he did Absolutely. last week. Uh, GSU for life, slow your ass down. All right, here <laughs> we go. We about to let it roll. And that's not – here we go. All right, boom. So we got to pause it here because, look, yeah. Hufunga's – Hufunga didn't bite. Hufunga is looking like, all right, I, there's no way Hufunga's saying I'm going to get to the quarterback. Or maybe right. he did bite. Maybe, maybe he, he – Play it a little more now. because we do have – go bring your – pause it. You see that receiver that's coming across the middle? I, yeah, that's the key. He's, he's looking at the cute quarterback, but that's his responsibility. That's yeah. his zone right there. So maybe so maybe he's like, okay, let me get, let me get to my depth. So that I can see what the quarterback is doing, and if nothing is open, and if he doesn't pull this trigger and tries to run, and my guys right here, which looks like Kinlaw, uh, <laughs> who's that? Drake Jackson. Uh, Drake if if my guys can't get him, mm-hmm. then I can, you know, fill in and make that tackle. I, mm. I'm rewinding it. I'm bringing it back because I want us to watch what Gibson does. So like. I mean, Gibson's supposed to bite. It's a it's a fake. So he he bites to the left. He thinks the play is going near, right? He can he's he can bite, to bite to the left. He shouldn't come up, right? Yeah, he can bite to the left. He shouldn't come up. But it's not. It's not. He's supposed, it's, to, he's supposed to stay deeper than the deepest. Correct. All right, right, because he's playing cover one. But here's the cover thing, one. right? He's playing single high. I gotta go back to this joint because Demo gets burnt. His ball's underthrown because mm. see, he also two he bites played. on the front. Yeah, AJ Green played that beautifully. He and he he engages with the block, and then Demo slows up like the play's over, right? And then when AJ turns up the field and he feels him go, that's when you see Demo grab him and try to turn around and go get. Yeah, and that's the that's the one on one, and and it's just (laughs) he didn't have to toss my man to the Uh, side. He did my boy dirty. But see, also too here, this is what's pissing me off about Demo. The Odell Beckham catch is and the the, the George Picking catch, those is once every ten years. Facts. You're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to play this acting like you insert the Soleil trying to bend ninety degrees backwards to mm-hmm. play the ball. Like he mistimed his jump so terribly. Yeah, but but it's bad. also it's also because of his bite. Like right. they like yes. they bit wrong. And listen, you're gonna get this, especially from your young guys. But I think the responsibility here was definitely uh, – all right, look, look, on a regular play, I don't think Tashawn Gibson bites like that. I, on a regular deep route, they didn't know what this was. Now, it comes back to preparation from coaching. And we don't want to probably talk about D'Amico Ryans, but you said have your guard up. How do you have your guard up for a play you haven't seen before? So I'm just, and 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 that's not typical from this team. Facts, right. and right. that's not Kyler Murray. That's not uh, Colt McCoy. They, they didn't do this week uh, ten. You right. didn't see anything like this. They didn't. They didn't do this with Colt McCoy. They didn't do this with Trace McSorley, which I would have feel like you would have done this more with Trace McSorley because if you throw that pass back to the quarterback and they give him an option to throw it, but it's covered better. At least Trace McSorley is outside of Kyler Murray is your most athletic backup quarterback where he can make something happen with his legs. If the play breaks down. So, so, so also too having that thought process, they ain't going to run no 
running back QB pack backwards pass for a deep shot down the field with David Blau. Like I I'm, I can pretty much guarantee this was on nobody's play sheet. Of course. Nobody of course. thought this was which, coming. Which goes to my point on how do you prepare for this sucker punch? This is a you, sucker you punch. Just, which is what I said. Read your keys and stay <clears> in position. And like like Fair said, if 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 Kit bites on the run point, you can you can move to your left. Left. Just you can't move up. forward. You can't move forward. And, so and that's can, what I tell like play. even even think like um, you know, when you're playing the end. You know what I mean? There's a reverse coming potentially. You, as a D end, are you going to track the man down from your side, from your line, all the way to other numbers? The running back, if he goes that way, no, probably not, bro. Stay home, stay, do your role. We all just said the whole key of this defense and this team is faith. Have faith that your front line and them great linebackers are going to make that tackle up front Absolutely. off that run play. Absolutely. If you stay back, and if they just so happen to break it, you're there to make the tackle. Even if they get 25, 30 yards off that, that's cool. But what you can't do is come up and allow someone to get behind you because you are we're in cover one. You're the last line of You're defense. You're the last line of defense. You cannot he's come also, forward. You're also all. the last line of defense on the running play, too. So last line Correct. of defense means I don't need to be up where the linebackers are. Right. And if, if 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 all of my guys, we got 11 guys on the field, if eight of them go that way, the only three that didn't go that way were Hufunga, who was in his responsibility, yep. Yep. Demo, who was Demo one who on one on A.J. Green, and himself. Yep. All other eight guys went towards the ball. Right. So what what is the probability that you got a receiver over here, a tight end over here, a running back who's out of the play, a quarterback who's not doing nothing? So that's already four guys. We got Mm -hmm. eight against seven, and one of them is the ball carrier. We have the numbers. You don't have to come up. So like Fair said, if you want to drift east and west, cool. Go sideline to sideline. Just yeah. so that to Stay make sure the you're over there in the area in the event that he breaks the first line and then the linebackers. Right. But Correct. with the way our linebackers have been playing this year, they have given you no reason to believe that they're not going to make this play. Even Oren Burks filling in for Dre Greenlaw, when he's filled in, he hasn't given you any inclination that if a running play comes to his side, he's not going to make the play. So Gip is already not so not only is he past the, this the the outside hash here, he's mm. damn near on the numbers. Now he's got to turn and bail all the way back 100%. to where if he was if he was f- just five yards back, so not at the thirty five, but if he was at the forty or the forty five, instead of him having to turn and run diagonally, he, can, he, he just again is going east and west yeah. and. The quickest way to from point A to point B is a straight line. So if he was further back, he could have just came screaming over. He probably would have outjumped AJ Green and Diamador Lenore and had his first of three picks instead of two picks. Talk about it. <clears throat> Again, it's a it's a trick play, yo. Uh like yeah. I, I I I we can we can talk all this high shit, sight bullshit all we want. We could say that is his assignment. That's where he's supposed to be. But it looks like a run, and he bit on the run. Like, like it's it's no. We, but we, just the, the question don't was: contest that. How do you prepare for this? No, and, yeah. I, and, I, and you and prepare I, for it by that. being in position. And I and I get there. I get your answers. Like I get your answers. Clearly, he don't get it. 
or they just weren't prepared. Like, it's, it's one of those things. Like, hey, man, we ain't never seen a flea flicker before, so we don't – it's from this team. So we definitely aren't going to expect it. And they threw it at the very beginning. Look, they were the, – the, the Cardinals were going to try to do whatever they could to kind of knock the 49ers off their rocker. The difference between the Cardinals and the Raiders is that the Cardinals just don't have the same type of weapons. So the Raiders just kept going at a different weapon with a with an inexperienced a quarterback. This inexperienced quarterback came out with that trick play and was like, you know what? They ain't never see this. I mean, this is a Kingsbury thing. He he probably didn't know his job was on the line, or maybe he did. He was like, F it, let's go out there and just throw a screwball at him. If they stop it, who cares? We ain't winning nothing anyway. Like, yeah. that's that's the thing. I agree with you. I agree with everybody out there that's sitting here saying that his assignment is to play deep. He's single high. You got one job. That's it. You stay back, period. I don't care if he didn't move. I don't even care if he made the tackle on the run. You yeah. stay your behind back and you play that. Y'all 100% correct. It's just weird watching the trick. So it's like, damn, like, is that Dor- – who is that, Dorch? I don't know. Brown? One of them. Whoever it is, beautiful throw to Blau. Yeah. And then – it's just one-on-one, like, and you're right. You prepare for it, I guess, by just playing your damn role. And his role wasn't safety. His role was safety here, but he was he bit hard on the run. He bit. Like, now, he and a, a lot of times, run. a lot of times when you don't prepare for this, but you see it work in the defense's favor, that's just athleticism at its finest. He's I guarantee you, if, if, if Git was – 24 years old and, and he ran prime? a 4 3 or a 4 yeah. 2. Yeah. Like him biting on that may, mm-hmm. means nothing. We've mm-hmm. seen Ed Reed bait quarterbacks like this, like not being out of position because he bit, being out of position because he wanted to be out of position. Ed Reed used and to And then do coming it. all the way across back, back across the field to intercept the ball. Like he did that shit against Peyton Manning. Like Manning. Earl Thomas so used so to do it. So if so if you have the athleticism, Ron Woodson, used yeah, to you do can it. make it look like, oh, I'm out of position. Take advantage right. of me, right. which and is then, a disguising I, type of a look, right? You're right. baiting the quarterback. So that so that that would be another way that you could prepare for it. You just have the athletic horses to do whatever you want to do out there. So yeah, I oh, I'm out of position. Take advantage of me, and then as soon as you see him, see him throw it, got your ass picked yeah. off. We going the other way. But Git has to know himself. And he not the same dude he was six, seven, eight years ago. Mm, so right. he don't have them that that same horsepower to go from zero to sixty to get all the way moves. from the other side of the field. That's a big bite. <laughs> that, That's a huge bite. He did, he took a huge bite and he don't got the horsepower. Okay. Uh, that's a big that's a big bite. Like you looking at this, you're saying like dang, Gip. But again. Bro, you know it's you know it's real. Look at his stance right there. The oh yeah, he's trying to, everything you need to know. He's trying. Oh, oh no, yeah, I, I messed up. Yo, that. No, on on a on a on a <clears throat> not not to knock on wood. I don't. We're not talking about risking injuries on anybody. But how his leg looked. Look if you want one of them fields with bad turf, like oh, in New it. York or something like they that. Screen. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it's it, you talking about hyper extension, maybe even torn a look at look at his leg, like right. The joint is 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 not straight, right? He just don't got the speed. He don't he don't he have the horses it. to get back there. Oh, but uh, but again, hit him right there though. Hold hold on though, because now 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 now. All right, so he so let's say he blew his rope. 
Let's say he blew his rope. We all agree yeah. with that, right? Yeah. yeah. I swear to goodness he thought that dude intercepted that ball. There's yeah. no way he wasn't there to make that tackle. Oh, yeah, he, he, he had he had a tackle when they were right about You saw it, right? Like, before it, it, it went past this frame right here, he had the tackle. So, like... And see, here... He's 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 was on his horse, getting from the forty to the forty thirty five from the thirty five yard line to the other thirty five. But he's yeah. in the position no more, so he got he used all his energy to get this. So you tell me he ran out of energy to make the tackle because AJ just put a move like he blew out a tire, bro. He had to for run. the tackle. It looked like he overran too. Now that you think about it, right? Yeah, he should he should have met where the ball went. And then once the you give AJ space, he's a wide receiver, and then bam, it's a wrap. Yeah, that's that's terrible try to tackle attempt. He just laid there too, like oh man. <laughs> he didn't have to toss my man Demo like that though. <laughs> Bro, why you throw Demo like um like a Christmas story when they threw the little brother yeah. in the snow? <laughs> <laughs> threw my boy down dirty. Ooh, he my got boy dirty. Too. But this right here, look, 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 right there. Gip needs to go and make the tackle. Right there. Go he to the ball. He should just run right into it. Go to the ball. It's, go not to the ball. Be, it's not going to be interference. Yes. Crack him I mean. in the chest. Even if he did interfere, go to the ball. Go straight to the ball. Right Oh, ball. damn, Demo. That was Fantastic. so close. Yeah. Demo need to not cut his fingernails next week or something. I don't know. Here's, here's the cool thing about this play, though, bro. Um, yep. Like, the play happened. They gave up the seven points, and then the offense went out and responded, which is which leads sure. to goals. Things like yo, the offense came down there and took the lead. Matter of fact, it was seven to six. Remember, it was yeah. the screen pass they to Christian the... McCaffrey for the touchdown. Correct. And so, like, these are some of the things that you know. When I talk about the defense and I talk about the adjustments, I felt like that was his only touch. That was the Lawrence Lenore's first and only touchdown he gave up all year. He gets beat on plays, but it was his first and only touchdown. It looked like a push off to me. It was definitely a push off. Definitely OPI, but you know they they not gonna call it. You know what I'm saying? And it's all Gucci. Um, but they rebound. They responded. So the offense now, the offense now has figured out ways to say, hey, if my defense gets sucker punched, if my defense gets punched in the mouth, let's go down there and punch the team back. And that's what you're getting from the 49ers offense as of now. And so this is a good thing because now we're looking at playoff football. Yeah. Because let me t- let me keep it a book. Like the uh, the defense probably could sustain a little bit longer. This defense is a lot different than that 2019 defense, deeper. which ran out of gas. Yeah, we're deeper. We're, that's for sure. Okay. Because I haven't that's seen true. this defense run out of gas yet. I mean, the, the D line comes into a waves. Okay. Waves, bro. Waves. It's crazy. 60. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And you just have horses in the back end, bro. Okay. It, it's, yeah, we're, we have a lot of depth on that line now, and it's scary. <laughs> we got a you Cowboys fan here. You talking about the same Cowboys that didn't show up against the Commanders? The same team we beat. Yo, the Commanders broke our fucking record, bro. <laughs> what record is that? Every time we defeat a team, that team goes on to lose. Commanders did too. Well, they didn't lose right after we played them, but so far, like the Dolphins. Oh, what you mean is they finally they won a game? Yeah, just like the Dolphins finally oh, okay. won a game. Yeah, but this is all on the Cowboys just laying an egg. 
yeah, like they didn't, they had, they, and they had something to play for because they didn't know what the outcome of the Eagles game was. Cause the Eagles game, our game and their game all started at 425. So if the Eagles lost and we lost, that was going to be the number one seed. It could have been the number one seed, most. Yeah, for them to So they had something to play for. Would they, they have been they number one? one? They still would have been number one over Minnesota? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Because they beat Minnesota. Yes. So yes. They, so have the, head they have the head-to-head head against them, That's but the they time. also yes. have a better conference record, I think. Okay. Yeah. Look, look, it's so it's so about that no more. Nope. So Devontae <laughs> won, like, you, you got you got to worry about, and I know y'all – who did I say might? Who did I say is going to be a dangerous team if you let into these playoffs? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the only reason why I said that is because no matter how bad their team is, they're still they playing with the best quarterback in the league. They got Tom. And yeah. it, I don't. I don't and know why people don't respect he's that. Finding bro. Evans again. And hitting Godwin over the middle. So Godwin worked in the middle. That's what we doing now. It took y'all to go seven and whatever their record was. They get a conference. They get a divisional win. They're in the playoffs, and now they get to travel to Dallas. No, Dallas got to travel. No, Dallas to them. coming to them. Even worse, Dallas going to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Dallas That's ain't crazy. getting out. Dallas ain't getting out, and I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Okay. Minnesota ain't getting out. Ooh. We just we just Giants focusing on the wild card. So that means well. so that means we play the Giants. Giants match up well against and, Minnesota, and they almost beat in that first game, bro. I don't yeah. – And Tampa go to Philly then. Yep. That's what's going to happen. I don't think Philly want to see Tampa, Tom. I don't think they want to see Tom, bro. I, th- I think they ra- they rather see Dallas or the Giants. I think they rather see the Dow- them Cowboys too. Yeah, because they, they want get back after that loss when the, the Cowboys were celebrating a lot with – Just a better matchup for them. It's gonna. It's and they and they still almost lost that without Jalen Hurts. Right. Like y'all almost got beat by Gardner Minshew. That's a good to point. To follow it up by getting beat by Sam Howe. That's a good point. Let's talk about this game coming up on Saturday. Yes. Let me let me ask you you guys this question. Like how 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 I'm I'm excited the 49ers are playing all that good stuff. Why they give us the first game, bro? I don't care. Give us the first game. Let us get ours out the way. We ain't got. That means we don't have to. We don't have a scoreboard watch. We ain't worried about any other games. We play our game. We set the tone for the playoff weekend, and then we go about our business and get ready for the next one. Give us the first one. What do you worry about the extra day of of rest? There is no extra day of rest, right? That's what I'm saying. We don't. We don't. We cut a day. We lose it. So we're so we're missing a day. But it's just weird. Like we go on. We win in high fashion. We're the number two team. We play first. Who's the other two teams that play after us that night? It's the AFC game. Jacksonville and uh, Jacksonville. the Chargers. Yep. Okay. So, like, hey, it, it is what it is. 49ers got to go out there and do their thing. Uh, let's talk about this game because the 49ers have beaten the Seahawks twice in one season. Mm-hmm. And, and, look, I, I I know some of the – look, first game, score was 27-7. to seven. Uh, That's the game Trey Lance got hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo came in week two. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came in. And you know we we pretty much dominated that game, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We were they only scored off of a trick, off of a block, right? It wasn't even a trick play; they got a block, and they were able mm-hmm. to get the touchdown off of that, right? And so, but the 49ers, in my opinion, controlled that game. Then on Thursday night football, they go to Seattle, but 
even though the score was 21 to 13, they still controlled the game, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, at, at, going into the fourth, the score was 21 to 6. Right. I mean, Seattle, Seattle got a garbage touchdown, so the game wasn't as close as the score would indicate. We just didn't put up as many points as we thought we could have for some strange Correct. reason. It was a weird offensive game. Right. 100%. If you look at the stats, so Brock, Brock Purdy, 17 for 26, 217 yards, two TDs. And I'm focusing on this game because this was the Brock Purdy game, opposed to focusing on that first one where it was more Trey Jimmy or Jimmy, Correct. if you want to just give Correct. Jimmy the credit. But this is the game Christian McCaffrey, 26 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him when he was with Carolina. They couldn't stop him as a 49er. No. George Kittle got his two touchdowns in this game, almost had 100 yards. This was a game where the receiving was low, and that's why the score was low. Right? Mm. Remember, it was just Kittle. It was Kittle, and then Jawan Jennings had 31 yards. Christian McCaffrey had 30. Brandon Ayuk had 19 yards in this game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't from a defensive perspective that Seattle was trying to, like, you know, shut them out because we were able to run. We controlled the game. How do you think this game is going to be any different if you guys think it's going to be different at all? Well, do the 49ers come out again and dominate the game? Guys that are giving Super Chat contributions, we promised we were going to get to those. We're going to do a segment toward the end of the show. Gotcha. Yes. I, I don't feel this game is going to be any different than the previous two games. Um, if you look, the first game, we compiled 189 yards on the ground, only holding them to 36. Second game, we compiled 170, only holding them to 70. I think we are going to run the football. Yes. I, I think McCaffrey is healthy. He's firing on all cylinders. Um, and if we want to uh, diminish the impact that the offensive line can have from a pass pro perspective, we run the football. So 45 carries the first game, 34 carries the second game. Now we have a healthy Elijah Mitchell back. Jordan Mason is more, you know, you know, indoctrinated into, you know, what we're doing offensively. We got, you know, TDP back. So we could roll out four backs and give them some type of touches throughout this game to continue to wear down this defense. The Seattle defense is ranked 26. Mm-hmm. Like they're they are one of the bottom defenses for a reason. Uh, they're giving up an average of 150 yards rushing per game. And we mm-hmm. eclipsed that the two times we played them. I feel like the only way Seattle Seattle has a, a chance of winning this game is stopping the run. But they haven't been able to stop anybody. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the 49ers, if you look you look at their defense, you said they're ranked 26. 49ers are putting up 365.6 yards per game, bro. They're averaging 26 and a half points. The 49ers are a top – the 49ers finished a top five offense, bro. Mm. Top five. Top five. Crazy. 6,200 <laughs> yards. What they do on the ground is ridiculous. So they're oh, averaging what 138.8 per game. And, and and what Mo said about uh Elijah Mitchell. If this if this kid is as healthy as an ox, which is what we need him to be, it oh my gosh. They're not gonna be able to stop because they don't even use Elijah Mitchell in the way that they're they're thinking they're going to use Elijah Mitchell or they might use Elijah Mitchell and then switch it up with CMC. But usually it's the CMC treatment and then you hit him with the EM blunt force trauma treatment and then you can mix him with some of that 
try to stop me if you want Jordan Mason treatment. And then TDP, like you said, could come in there and, and, and you know, get you three, four yards of carry. It's, it's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Fair, I got a question for you, right? So it's yes. playoff time. Playoffs. The last time the 49ers uh, were in the playoffs, and I like to dig back to that 2019, but even in 2021 uh, when they were in the playoffs, right? We watched the 49ers try to run the ball, sustain the run. Uh, we watched Kyle Shanahan take it out of the quarterback's hand in 2019. He put it more in the quarterback's hand in 2021. Hmm. What are we going to do this year? Rookie quarterback. First game. Rookie quarterback. First game. Um, I mean, I just wanted to first and foremost bury the old adage that it's tough to be the team three times in one season. Um, you know, since 1970, uh, the the team that has won the first two games actually has won the third 67% of the time. And that jumps up a little bit higher into the 70s when that team is the home team for that third game. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, but as far as Kyle, man, I definitely feel like he realizes and knows that he has both his weapons at running back fully healthy. And this is where he's just going to lean on them. He don't have to put too much on Brock. He can bring Brock along slowly. If Brock just happens to, you know, be confident early on, then guess what? He's going to ride that hand, but he does not have to. We know what Kyle likes to do in the playoffs. We know what Kyle likes to do when it's crunch time. You're going to see a lot of zone, and it's going to get ugly for that Seattle defense if they are not ready to to try to hold the line, man. It's going to get ugly for them. Speaking of the line, let's talk about the line because the line is back. Kevin Givens is back. Kevin Givens is expected to practice. Here's my scenario, and tell me if y'all agree or disagree. My start in front, okay, Abukam, Armstead, Givens, Bosa. They're my front four. Why not? First down, second and long, especially on third and long. Definitely on third. Third and short run yardage, short short yardage for run. You know, Ken Law is coming in. I agree. I agree. I mean, and if he if he's if he's as healthy as as they're saying he is, uh, which I believe he was, I believe he could have played last week. But you know how it is. Yeah. You know, give him the extra week. We're confident. We have faith in our players that they can go out there and do some things. You know what I'm saying? So shout out Kevin Givens is back. Uh, Dre Greenlaw is back. Aaron Banks are expected to practice this week as well. I believe these two guys are going to be a healthy, good, good go um, on Saturday. Um, what are your thoughts about these two players? Uh, uh, for fair, you take Greenlaw. Uh, Moe, you take Banks. I mean, just really excited about Greenlaw coming back, man. We know that Aziz is a, is a great fill-in, and he does, you know, there's not that big of a drop-off. But with that said, Dre has been playing absolutely out of his mind. So there is still a drop-off when Greenlaw is in the, on the field, and you could see it. Just the speed to the ball, just the aggressiveness, just playing through the, the echo of the whistle, that how Dre plays. You know, that fierceness, that aggression is definitely missed on the field, and, you know, uh, excited to see what that looks like for playoff time. Cause he, he didn't get that name big play Dre from nowhere. That's, that's legit, and there's a reason. He makes those plays in the biggest moments, there's no bigger moment than the playoffs. So I'm excited about what that's going to look like uh, this week on Saturday. I, I disagree. 
there's a big drop off, especially in coverage. And I'm not oh, saying Shire can't cover, but man, I watched I watched Shire get toasted around that side. They had a running back at a play, and he just couldn't get there. It was a penalty flag, I believe, on that play, if I'm not mistaken, though. So I think he got called back. And if it didn't get called back, he got burnt um, trying to cover. But I think that's where Greenlaw excels in coverage, and I think it's because of his speed. Uh, but, man, shout-out to Al Shire. He's another tackling machine, bro, another tackling machine. Mose, what are your thoughts on Aaron Banks being back? Because, Mose, before you tell me that, how do how do you fear the offensive line without Banks? Was it Brun skill or was it Bun skill? Wait, say that again. Was it Brun skill or was it Bun's skill? Like, how do you fear the offensive line? How do you feel like they did since Banks? without Banks? Um, I feel they did fine. Um, we gave up four sacks, which I think is the most we've given up in a in a, in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there are still growing pains in, I mean, you have arguably one of the, the best edge rushers to ever play this game. Who's going to be a first ballot hall of famer going up against a rookie in Spencer Burford. But you asked me how I feel about Aaron Banks and I actually don't want Aaron Banks back. And I'm going to take a different spin on this. You got that has nothing up. to do with Aaron Banks or his ability. There is a 49ers writer who posted on Twitter something about, you know, with Aaron Banks out being out and Brunskill having to take over the left guard duties. Spencer Burford has been on his own. And now we see why there was a rotation at the right guard position. Well, Spencer Burford saw that tweet and he had a one word response, three letters. He said, bet. That's all I needed to hear from Spence. Mm. Spence wants to ball out and wants to prove that he belongs here. Now, if you ask me, he's already proved that because we know that unless you are Mike McGlinchey, who was drafted in the first round, Kyle Shanahan does not start rookie offensive linemen. He just doesn't do it. I see where you're going. But Burford did enough and proved enough to show that if you need me to play this position, coach, I got you. I see where you're going. So while Aaron Banks has been playing amazing this year, the fire that was just lit under Spencer Burford by this tweet, which I, again, think is asinine because you're you're basing that off of one game because prior to him going up against J.J. Watt and giving up two sacks, Spence has only given up one sack all season. So now all of a sudden he gives up two sacks to J.J. Watt. Again, first ballot Hall of Famer, arguably one of the best defensive ends who's ever played this game, going up against a rookie who's still learning and growing and progressing. You put this tweet out. So you lit a fire under him that is like now, like he all he said was bet. So if Aaron Banks not coming back means that Spencer is the full-time right guard and he can continue to prove and 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 earn his spot and he can continue to barbecue listen but i understand it if if banks is healthy he's got to play because he's been one of our best linemen this year and and that tandem of him and uh, trent williams trent on that williams. same side mm-hmm. bro that's da- that's dangerous I, and you know what man can we just use aaron banks as the example for folks to relax 
Like, folks are calling this man a bust because he didn't play last year. Who? Like, fo- yeah. Aaron Rick. Folks are saying that was a terrible pick. He's out of shape. He's this. He's he, dis- he disproved that already. Already in one year of playing. Yeah, but it's, it's hindsight, bro. So like, I understand that, but, like, we just jumped to that title a little You draft a freaking lineman with the second pick. And the Bro. NFL draft, and typically, them guys are good to go. Typically. I'm watching, not... I'm watching offensive linemen, bro, that I wanted in this draft start mm-hmm. and play yep. well as motherfucker, right? Right. So that's why they probably was feeling some type of way. Like, yo, you, you got drafted. But I, I think what they were failing to realize was we already had the solid – there was no alignment on the other side. Yeah, there, was no, there, was no, there was no spot for him. That's my, my point. Like, there aren't holes on this team. When we draft players and they rise to the top, that's just them being great and them taking the coaching that's coming their way. But, like, and, and, you can't expect anyone that gets drafted to this 49ers team with this roster to start right away. That's tough just looking up and down. On this roster, so and like you said, fair we relax a little bit because of because of having a pro bowler there. Like we drafted for the future, correct? We drafted knowing that when it was time for Lake and Tomlinson to become a free agent, exactly, weren't going to have the funds to pay him because there were other contracts that we were trying to get done, other people that we were bringing in, and we got to fill the roster. So we understood. Let's bring a guy in now get him acclimated to our scheme. Kyle has already had issues with other linemen that we've drafted that didn't work out and trying to, you know, change body types and have them lose weight, gain weight, all this other kind of stuff. So let's bring him in here now. Let's figure out a plan for him. Let's let him learn under this offensive line and in this coaching, let him at least understand the scheme. And that way, when we put him in, he's good to go. And look at what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. Look what's and, happening. And that red shirt year means something for these players, man. When they're able to sit, learn behind the veteran that's in front of them that they may have been drafted to take over later for, that means something for them, and they're legit hitting each time when they have that plan in place. I, I agree with that to disagree, too, though, because they don't always have a hit. So you, you're drafting a high-player profile. They're supposed to come in here. Let's look at Trey Sermon, right? So he, he yep. He, he, they trade up, they get him, and, and and next thing you know, he gone. I never thought I would see a rookie draft pick that high be let go. Why? My, my my brother's an Ohio State fan, and he has a sermon jersey. Well, in college, he was the man. When we drafted him, I couldn't figure out why he was the guy. Me either. Didn't make and sense. to me, Elijah Mitchell didn't even matter because I didn't even know who he was. Give me the buck. Right. I knew who Funga was, but I didn't know who Elijah Mitchell was. No disrespect, I just didn't. I knew who um, Trey Sermon was because, I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy, right? So when they when they drafted him, they let him go. They, they, they realized that, hey, man, he's not working out here because we have guys, and this is all about the maturity process of, of the staff, right? It's okay to make a mistake when you know you got something better in the works, so right. I think for the offensive lineman where you're going, it might it may work, uh, especially if they draft a high enough prospect for red shirting, right? It may work. 
because I think Nick Zakiel is going to come in and replace Mike McGlinchey or Jake Brindle. Like, he's playing one of them two positions. So there's a possibility that you're right. But then there's sometimes they miss on them joints. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, I don't expect 100%, right? But as long as it matches, as long as the attitude is there from the player, and as long as they are coachable and, and teachable, you'll see the difference each time. And if they're able to take that redshirt year, and it, it's it's been proven quite a few times. Look at Huff this year. Look at Banks this year. We have those players that are in place that are playing really well um, based on being able to sit behind somebody and learn the role. But I, I, I would I would argue that Huff saw more playing time as a rookie. Huff and, Huff and Elijah Mitchell, I, I would say, saw the most playing time as the rookies in that class that were drafted way ahead of them. That's crazy. What yeah, is because, for sure. For sure. And, and Huff was one of our you know main special team players last year. Speaking of Huff, here's the story about him. Guys, make sure you hit that like button, all right? Here's the main thing about Huff. Remember, what was Huff's goal in his rookie season? You guys remember what his goal was? I talked about this on the Wayne Breezy show. Mm-mm. Moe, you remember what his goal was, his rookie season? His goal was to make the Pro Bowl as a special team player. Oh, wow. You know what his goal was this season? To make the Pro Bowl. I know. I heard that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, And you know what's dope is that Gibson was telling the story how when he came in, he had a Pro Bowl player in front of him. That's what Gibson told him. And Gibson said, you know what, Huff? My job then is to make sure that you make that goal this year. And look at that coming to fruition. That's that real right there. That's that and realness. And that's each what one, I like. teach one, man. Hey, man. That's what it's all about. But back at the end of the day, get you got to make that tackle, dog. One thousand percent. He he got to make he's got to make that tackle. Uh, a couple of injuries just to put on your radar. Demetrius Flanagan Files did leave the game with a neck injury, but he's listed day to day. Not mm. sure what that means because it's an earlier week. Mm. Hence why we got to play on Sunday, but it is what it, I mean Saturday, but it is what it is. Uh, Emory Thomas, who's been um, a special teamer uh, the majority of this year, when he was when he's available to play, uh, he has a, a, a ankle injury an irritated ankle at that. It's a possibility that he doesn't dress this week. Uh, he didn't play last week, so there's a possibility. But we'll keep you guys uh, updated uh, on that as well. Um, let's talk about this real quick because uh, here's what's going down. Brock Purdy, uh, rookie of the year candidate, according to Matt Mayoko. All right. So I don't know if he's making an assumption or if this is true. Mm. So, I don't know. That's why I put Matt Mayoko, and if y'all got a problem with it, you can add him. <laughs> don't add me. Yeah. All right. That's... Since he's been playing, he's been balling, and here's some of the other candidates that he put in here, This was which made me kind of think this might be valid, because he put these other candidates in here. All right? So I'll go ahead and read to you the candidates. Uh, running back Kenneth Walker the third from Seattle, 1,000-yard uh, running back. Nine TDs. Uh, wide receiver from the Jets, Garrett Wilson, 83 receptions, 1,100 yards, four TDs. Brock Purdy, uh, 49ers quarterback. I like how he put 6-0 and because he gave him that Miami win, right? 1,374 yards, 67.1 passer rating. Um, I mean, completion percentage, 13, 13 TDs. 
and four INTs, 107.3 rating. I thought Brock only had three INTs, but I, clearly he must have got one. He got one in this. No, he didn't get one last game. Remember the week before. No. I always yeah. thought he had three TDs, but it's four. All no, right. I think he had one against. Um, oh, he had one in the beginning of the season when yeah. he came in at the that game. Punt type of one. Yep. He's had he three TDs since he was a starting. Uh, since he was Correct. A starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are your thoughts on this, man? Uh, those are some pretty heavy candidates. I saw Moses' face. I'm gonna let mm-hmm. Moses go first on this one. Where's Christian Watson? I I, I don't think Christian Watson is. He in started there late. He started he, late. He, he was he was a late bloomer. Same thing with Kenneth right. Walker. I think Kenneth Walker will probably be in that bottom list for me. Offensive rookie of the year is either between uh, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave because they are the only two that started the season and ended the season and kind of grew and progressed and and settled into that number one wide receiver type of role throughout the season. Um, And they both produced. So I think it's, it's, it's Garrett Wilson. For me, it's Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker, then Christian Watson. That's how we'll rank them one, two, three, four. I mean, what Brock did was great, but I think he came in, too late into this season for him to really be considered, although yeah. he's been playing really, really well. But you talk about a quarterback that <clears throat> came in as a third string guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's six and oh, bro. I know. Like that's know. Yeah, but a, a lot of a lot of the voters are gonna say you put Brock Purdy on the Texans. Is he going six and oh? I come on, like can't do that. Can't you can't. They're gonna say it. But they, they're, no, I, they're gonna Dude, say. I that, get what though. you're saying. That's that's not a that's a team stat. Wins are a team stat. I, so I, all right. So look, I'm not. I'm just saying he helps this team go six and zero. No, sure. absolutely. He, he he's been doing his job and exceeding expectations. That's it. Uh, but when they okay. talk about giving someone the award, it's you know what have you done over the course of the season? Because offensive yeah. rookie of the year is of the entire year. Not just five or six weeks, right? Right. Can I, I ask y'all both though? You you said he's exceeding expectations. Do you think that's because there were low expectations or no expectations for Brock, or do you think just genuinely as a backup quarterback he's exceeding expectations for any court backup QB in this league? I think just as a as a, as a backup quarterback, you know, as a backup quarterback, you know, you're expected to it's next man up, so you're expected right. to come in and keep the ship afloat until the starter comes back right but yeah. he's done so well that he he's not operating this team as a backup quarterback mm. he is a he's assuming that i am the starting quarterback of this franchise and i'm going to walk that way i'm gonna talk that way i'm gonna practice that way i'm gonna play that way so Word. that's what I would think, not just the the expectations that were set on him, because we don't know that we weren't in the room with him and Kyle Shanahan and Brian Greasy and say, OK, for your first year as a rookie, this is what we want you to accomplish. We don't know that just from outside looking in as a backup quarterback and what a backup is expected to do. There's no other backup quarterback that played this year that is doing what Brock Purdy is doing. Got it. Breezy, what do you think? I can argue and say I can't think of any starting quarterbacks that's kind of doing <laughs> what Brock is doing. So I, I'm I'm not going to elude from your question, though. Fear you had a fair question. Look, no stipulations, but no stipulations. Not. Like, but not so. Like, like I I kind of agree with most, but I I also think that there were just no expectations, and I right. think one of the reasons why Brock Purdy is succeeding is because Kyle. Like, I think you said this fair. 
House money. Who the fuck am I going to play? Like, House money. Hey, and so, so for Kyle Shanahan, this is like, you know what, kid? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? All right, cool. Just go out there and do it. Like, like, and I'm not saying he's not running the place because I'm gonna tell you right now, Johnny Dell and I got this film breakdown we about to do this week, and we're gonna show you his deficiencies. And the reason why we're doing it is because we're gonna pretend that we're preparing for Brock Purdy. So I want y'all to see where Brock Purdy still has to work. And, and and so I'm not expect. I, that's why I said there's zero expectations. You're not expecting him to be developed. Hell, I'm not even expecting Trey Lance to be developed. Right. I want him to go out there and help this team win. That I expect. But for him to be developed, nah, he needs work. And same thing with Brock. When you go back and look at some of these plays, and I was looking at him like, yo, how Brock, how Brock missed this dude? Like, how he missed this read? Like, like, and so like, you're gonna get that. Mm. And the only thing is, is will he continue to progress? When they start look, throwing exotic looks at him in the playoffs, see, a lot of people be like, yo, the playoffs, they just got to play this team. Do I feel like they're going to beat the Seahawks 100%? But I guarantee you, don't sleep on Pete. He will trick you. He will throw something exotic. I don't know if they have the, t- the depth. And if you can wear them out over a course period of time, mm-hmm. then you're good. But... You know, but so Brock's Brock's got a uh, a really tall task ahead of him, and I think Brock will take this team to the Super Bowl. Mm. If you ask me, do I think Brock will win the Super Bowl? I don't think that's what the league wants. Got it. I'll leave it at that. Oh, don't don't talk got about it. don't talk. Yeah, we'll wait until we'll wait until if we actually get there. If when we get there, no, but but, we, get, but we say wins. I it it just. <laughs> It, it it screams rigged. Yeah, uh, I, fudge. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. That, that's why I said it. Okay. It's it's, it's it screams but, rigged. But let's let's your narratives right. Right. Did you did you guys watch the Patriots Bills game? Yeah. When had the Patriots with probably the greatest special team player of all time in Matthew Slater. Ever two kickoff returns in the same come game. on, bro. Wow. And and the and the first one opening opening up the game. A game, man. Yeah, that's bro. wild. Like the opening kickoff. <laughs> come on, bro. To get everybody excited about football again. Come on, bro. For that team in that stadium. Can we keep it nitty-gritty, bro? You get it. You get it, you get it, you get it, you get it back onto football because Essentially, that's why people were up in arms about a lot of people's tweets. We're not going to mention names, but, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it, it, the <laughs> games have to con- like resume. Like we have to play these games out. There are seeding implications. It, it was more about football and the business of making money than a person's actual life. But once we get through the humanity portion of, you know, what we're talking about and what we're doing. Sorry. Now, now when it is really back to football, first play of the game, opening kickoff. I yeah. just, I'm just, I just want to put out there nothing because I love GSU for like <laughs> one. But the moment this conspiracy came, he said, "What time tomorrow, Breezy?" That's how I know you love me, bro. You just don't like that, and that's cool. 11 a.m. Man, 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, guys. Uh, if you got to dip out, 11 a.m. to breathe the way breathe each other. It's not a conspiracy, fam. It's just narratives. 
They yeah. everywhere. And I, I I can't help it if I pay attention to stuff that don't <gasps> seem to make a don't seem to make clear, concise sense in my head, if that makes any sense. It's, it's unclear. But look, I like what I hey man. And how come the game was so damn close? Has to be. Two two return touchdowns and the game was close. I mean, Josh Allen did his thing, but two return touchdowns, two touchdowns. What was the mm-hmm. score that final score of that game? 35-23. It was closer than what you thought because those interceptions and that fumble came at the end. Yeah. Right. So it was it, but but the my point is it was closer and the pages had a chance to at least make it closer. At least. But but yeah. here's the thing. I think Brock Purdy has everything that he needs mainly to help this team win a Super Bowl. I think the team is built to win a Super Bowl on both sides, on all three phases, right? And even in the coaching, because the, the number one thing that I talked about earlier on the show was, you know, the coaches adjust. I don't know how they get the players to adjust. I don't know what's in the bananas that they eat at halftime, but whatever it is, y'all, they figure it out. And so that's the scariest part of this team. The fact that even if they down, they find a way to adjust. I don't know if they want to be down in the playoffs, but you can be you can be up in the playoffs and then lose momentum coming out of the half. For some reason, the 49ers aren't built that way. And that's why I just really feel like this team can win it all. Uh, I think my main thing was about the Brock Purdy uh, rookie of the year candidate was should he even be considered? as a rookie of the year. And Moe's, I kind of feel like you don't think he should. Fair, do you feel like he should? I mean, I think everybody should be considered, but, you know, do these six games blow away somebody else's 16, 17? No. Um, if he may have played 10, then we may be creeping into that number where it's like, uh, he's up over 2,000 yards. He's up <laughs> close to 2,500 yards. He's at, you know, 20-some-odd touchdown. Then it starts getting a little fishy. But it's trajectories, too. So football also is based (laughs) off of if they played 10 games, he would be here. Right, right. But just that that double-digit figure, I think you wouldn't be able to deny him, though. You know, with such a small sample size, he played less than, what is that, like almost a third of the season? Mm, Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to kind of throw him in that that category, man. As much as I would like for him to be, um, I think it's tough. In the voting, how does the, the wins factor in? Because the Saints mm-hmm. suck. Right. The right. Jets were bad, too, and the Seahawks weren't that great either. They might even have close records. I don't know. Right. I would say that um, if you're on a team, you, on this. That, that for something like Rookie of the Year or something like that, I wouldn't think that that has as much impact as like MVP. Um, I think rookie of the year, offensive, defensive is just that best player, regardless of what your team is doing. And a lot of times that that occurs because, you know, you're a top pick and your team isn't that good. The roster isn't that good. So they're going to, you know, drop that consideration compared to what like an MVP looks like. I think that's more of um, has somewhat of a team bias there with the MVP. If your team's doing well, then you tend to be able to be considered as an MVP. If you're throwing for 6,000 yards and you won three games, it's tough to win an MVP uh, uh, freaking award. But 
for rookie of the year, offensive, defensive, is just typically that person that's been playing lights out for the year as a rookie. Okay, I like it. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, end the show on a positive note because it's Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you guys think he solidified the Defensive Player of the Year. 18 and a half sacks, NFL 2022 sack leader. I think he was number one in pressures as well. I haven't checked the newest pressure rate uh, listing that's out, but he was leading in pressures. Uh, this kid... It's probably going to be the most dominant defensive player in the league for the next decade. So let's mm. talk about him. Defensive player of the year, fair first, most second. I mean, yeah, just based off what I said previously about the rookie of the year side of it and dibbling into the MVP side, um, the stats are there. The dominance is there. Um, you have the game plan for Nick Bosa. The team is doing well. He led the league in one of the, the top defensive metric stats and is number one or number two in pressures, which puts just that pressure on that quarterback every single game, every single week in, week out. Um, defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Give it to him. Okay. He locked that up three weeks ago, so. Yeah. It, it's, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. We're just waiting on the award, which he didn't win the sack. He didn't get the sack. Who else could they? Who else could they give it to? Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, who else were, would have been the candidates? I mean, Miles Garrett had sixteen Garrett. sacks. I believe Michael Parsons had sixteen sacks. I know they don't go off of just sacks, mm -hmm. but like, who who else was the candidate? The candidates. I think Parsons was league. up there. No, Parsons. He had thirteen and a half. 13 and a half sacks. Damn, he, uh, fell, he had a big drop. Remember, it was close. Yeah, he, he fell off. It, it, if they give it to anybody else. Garrett, maybe? No, Hassan Reddick. Oh, Reddick, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right, was, so he was creeping. So Hassan Reddick, Hassan Reddick has 16 tackles. He's got three passes exactly. defense. He's got five forced fumbles and three fumbles recovered. Like, Can Hassan Reddick went off this year. Can we yeah. get to that? Because I'm glad you mentioned him. Because did you watch Nick Bosa's uh, presser? Yeah, he talked about him. So he said that he he was waiting to see how it kind of fared when they pulled Reddick out of the game, and that's when he kind of didn't go back in the game. Ah, so Nick knew that that was the guy. That that if if they give it to anybody else but me, it's him. Good job. Well, he just said he mainly wanted to make sure that he ended the season as the sack leader in the NFL. Yeah. So how many sacks does Reddick have, you said? 16. 16. Oh, he did finish with 16. Yeah. So it was him and Garrett that had 16. Him and Garrett have 16. Understood. Chris Jones has 15 and a half. Matthew Judon has 15 and a half. Alex Highsmith has 14 and a half. Michael Parsons, 13 and a half. J.J. Watt, Max Crosby, and Brian Burns, 12 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to watch next year. Nick Bosa comes back even more dominant. And then mm -hmm. what with what, uh TJ Watt is gonna do in Pittsburgh next year. Healthy, 100 percent yes. healthy. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And is this the end of the the defensive, you know, guy Aaron Donald? Like is is this the end? Might may he call in quits? Remember, he talked about retiring about last doing year. that last year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now he's about to lose McVay. And could this be the end of him as well? Is McVeigh done? Uh, he's tweet. He's you know he's thinking he's, about he, it. He, he teetering. He said, "Give him a couple of days." That's what he's saying. 
Jeez. He said he got to think about it, and then it, it it all depends on if one of these TV networks bring them bring them the bag. They gonna bring him the right. bag. He's right. young, and and he knows football. Mm-hmm. Man, what what a difference a year makes, man. We all wrote off Seattle after trading away Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. And they look like they made the best decision in their franchise history by doing that. This is yeah, crazy. Because, because they they get to play as well as they want to play. And they get those top Denver, picks because Denver's too. Denver, Denver tanked, and now they, they got the That's third or right. fourth overall pick. So they playing so well. They could, money too. They could, they, they, could still, they could still get Bryce uh, uh, Bryce Young yeah. or C.J. Stroud. Like, C.J. Stroud? So it's a, good, it's a good question for you, Mose, then. So this will not be the end of Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll loses three to no. the 49ers. He's coming back. Oh, he's coming back for sure. I mean, you, you can't trust a man with his AARP card and his um, handicap sticker. And, and, you know, he just is in a position where the, the red carpet is literally rolled out for the man right. now over there in Seattle. Right. And, you know, they got a bunch of solid young pieces. Like, okay. they still got DK. They, they still do. got um, <clears throat> Tyler Lockett. That's good uh, pieces to get a young quarterback. They, too. they 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 drafted Kenneth Walker, who turned out to be a stud. stud. Uh, the the lineman they drafted Charles Cross. He's looked like he's going to be solid. Uh, they got a uh, linebacker uh, that I like too. Is his last name Barton or something? I can't remember. They got a they got a linebacker out there that I think. And what's his name was injured all year, right? Their safety. Um, Jamal Adams was injured all year, Adams. so he's coming back. Tariq Wolin was a gem that they found late in the draft. Crazy. He's in. He's in. He's That's in the corner? candidacy for defensive player of the year. Yeah. 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 He's nice. He's nice. Six and he's tall as heck. Yeah. Six yeah. four runs a four three. Like they got a yeah, lot man. of solid young pieces, and now because of the Denver falafel, you about to have a top five draft pick, <laughs> and you can get your quarterback of the future. Cody who can Martin, sit behind. Too. Who can sit behind Geno Smith for a year? Because mm-hmm. Geno's gonna want to come back and. You know, build on the year that he had this year with a For better sure. team that has more more chemistry. Right. Yikes, bro. Yeah, so yeah, man. just just to take a quick look at Seattle's depth chart, it looks like their starters are all good to go. Like this is gonna be they're gonna be full throttle. Now, I'm not saying that these starters are gonna be able to match up well, but this won't be an easy game. I got it's not one of them, you know, get down or lay down games. I think Ryan Neal. Uh, who has been replacing Jamal Adams? He may be, he's listed as out as of right now. So we'll keep we'll an see. eye on that. Uh, and other than the guys that are on the IR, so we're not going to talk about the IR guys. They're not going to be playing. No Godwin. I mean, no Goodwin, no Eskridge, Cody Thompson, Travis Homer, Will Disley. So they'll be without one of their Titans. Uh, but they do got Kobe Parkinson. So we, and no offense. So those are two guys we still got to watch out for. Yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, no Jordan Brooks. Um, and, and yeah, like no Ryan O'Neal, uh, those guys are listed as out. Like I said, we'll keep you guys posted throughout the week. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's their depth chart is looking pretty solid. But you know whose depth chart is looking solid too? The Niners. They're Niners, yo. I see a lot of sh- Seattle fans in the in the comments too, man. It's that's cool. Them, I, and they it's need cool. to be. Y'all should be here. Because well, they welcome listen, to the show. When I was in Seattle, not one fan thought they were gonna win that game. Zero. And they should keep that same energy this week. But what makes them think they're going to win this game? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like it, it, 
it's Big third time. time's a charm, bro. I feel like that's it. They just I got like, you. you know what? Third time's a charm. I got you. I got you. I got you guys. Well, listen, man, great show. Uh, let's get to these contributions. Uh, Jacqueline starts it off. She started the show off. Hope everyone is enjoying their evening. Thank you so much for the super chat uh, contribution, Ms. Knox. We truly appreciate it over here. We hope you're having a great evening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Gammon Brown. Go ahead, Fair. Oh, man, I don't got my glasses. Uh, I got apologies you. for my absence. I am in the midst of training. Shout out to the nitty gritty, nitty and the gritty. Um, this channel is flirting with 2K subs. That means you see Hawks fans need to subscribe. It's playoff time. <laughs> Let's close the gap. This is family. Thank you, WB, for the community. We appreciate you, Cuzzo. Thank you so much, man. And uh, for sure. you know, your training is going well. You know what I'm saying? All right, Mose, you take this one, brother. I I'm, hope not to butcher this. I want to say Chanel, Chanel, L. Oh, Mather. Damn. I can't well, help you. you. I forgot. <laughs> oh, you already asked what the name was? <laughs> we, we, we had this conversation, and I'm not going to mess it up again. So, yeah. Ah, see, you, you threw me out there on, on, on the plane. I didn't man. even think like that. I Because we thought it was Shaniel, right? Shaniel, like Daniel. With like the Daniel. SH, okay. But I think it's Shaniel. I think it's Shaniel. Shaniel L. Mather. Well, anyway. However you pronounce your name, if you can help us out with that, we appreciate the contribution. Awesome show, as always. Having watched his six games, my question for you all, is Purdy an overall better quarterback than Jimmy? Please explain why or why not. Also, don't underestimate Pete Carroll. The rivalry is real. Mm. Um, Wait, there was an addition to it. And and therefore, I'm actually nervous about this. Okay. Um, I mean, to to answer the the last part of your question first, yes, the rivalry is real. Um, And I think Pete Carroll has proven uh, that he is um, a bright enough coach to where when you give him an opportunity to uh, scheme and plan for a specific team, uh, when you get into the tournament, when you get into playoff time, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, the, the next game after this, you know, who's coming up on the schedule because he won't know. It's you have to prepare for this one game and this one game only to even get an opportunity to prepare for the next one. So I think with that, um, he can always be a very, very dangerous head coach with what uh, he, he schemes and prepares for. I'm sure um, every coach, you know, when you think about the playoffs and potentially playing someone in your division that you've already played twice, there is something in your book of plays that you haven't used that you're holding specifically for that team because it's something that they haven't seen and won't be prepared for. So absolutely you're hundred percent correct. We cannot Kyle Shanahan cannot allow his ego to underestimate Pete Carroll. Um, your first question is Brock Purdy, a better overall quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, I would say he is. Um, I like the way he sees the field. I like the way he goes through his progressions. Um, I love his demeanor on the field. I love his escapability and his ability to able to 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 move the pocket, uh, to sense pressure coming. There's been plenty of, you know, film that we've saw seen where Brock Purdy is able to escape and sense the pressure without even seeing it coming. He just knows he has that internal clock that all QB should have. So right. all of that, you know, together, I think yeah, he is definitely a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Very well said, man. Um, Shanil, I believe, is how you pronounce the name. Shanil. All right. So I hope he got it right. And I hope he's saying correct again in the chat. Because we said it two different ways. So I don't know what he was saying correct. But John V says it's Shanil. So we're, we're going to go with that. Listen, Appreciate man. you, John V. Um, yeah. Look, the 49ers, it's a long week. Short week, actually, right? Play on Saturday. They just got to go out there prepared. I think some of these mishaps that we continue to see, especially on that defensive side and even on the offensive side, because he had, had a couple of drop passes, Juwan Jennings. And, um, uh, and so, like, I think that, like, they got to shut up, Moe's. See, I, I was trying to sneak it in there. Pause. Pause. <laughs> that was a good – that was a great pause, bro. Uh they got to catch the ball. Jawan had a drop on first down for nine yards, bro. So anyway, first, okay, I, I got to ask this question because they were, they were, I, I thought personally that the pass to Brandon Ayuk, which he had to die for, was a drop, mm. but it shouldn't have been a drop. I felt like it was a bad throw. It was. Uh, okay. Uh, There's not just me? No. Moses stuck on that. All right, so we're gonna Moses. Go. Once you say Jennings' name, Moses comes to life like never before. No, you ever put a quarter? You ever put a quarter in the little um in the little like uh machine in the in the freaking uh mall and the little wizard guides like lifts comes to life like that's Moses. Once you say Jennings' name, that's Moses. <laughs> Just put a quarter in there, and now he's awake, and now he's ready to answer any question. What was that uh, movie? Tom Hanks, big, big. 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 Yeah, that's Moe's right this, this, there. Whatever yep. I used to call it a Jumanji. I wonder if that was that, the name of the thing, but I'm that, sure it was. That's wasn't. it. That's okay. It. All right. That works. All right. Um, Moe's, I'm going to let you keep looking like that. So, Moe's, which Seahawks player must you game plan for and eliminate? Metcalf, Walker, Lockett, or Geno Smith? And oh, why this, is only, this is only offensive? I mean, yeah, like I'm not really worried about their defense, but I feel like if you take away their offense, their defense will be on the field longer and you ain't got to worry about the defense. So, that, yeah, that's my thought process. Okay. This is the poll question, too, by the way. DK, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, or Geno Smith? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to have to say DK. And the only reason why I say DK is I feel like DK is the emotional leader of that team. Right. But he has a high level of emotional immaturity like it. And when Mooney Ward is in his grill like he's going to be like he was last game. Yeah. Like like Mooney Ward owns a parking spot in DK's head. Right. There. So you already know DK is coming into this game to try to embarrass him, to make him look bad. He's going to be overly aggressive early. And all that's going to do is work to our advantage. So I feel like if you get DK out of the game, and I'm not talking about with catches and yards, I'm talking about get him emotionally out of the game, get him emotionally so riled up that he's not focused on the game anymore. He's not focused on the team anymore. He's not focused on doing what he needs to do to help the team win. He's, he's, he's worried about showing up one player on our defense. So I, I think I think if you eliminate him, yeah, nobody else on that offense 
scares me because they're going to be right in that emotional hole with him. Yeah, man. I mean, Mooney parked his Bentley and on lot, lot 15, row Z, right where DK usually parks. He put that thing right in, in DK's memory bank, and he's just living there rent-free. Rent-free, man. It was great to see last week. You know, last time that we played them, and you know what, man? There's it's been a while since you've seen a 49er player, a 49er cornerback, do that to a top receiver. It's been a while, so that was dope to see. I'm just excited for that rivalry to continue, and you know, build off that. So I agree. I think it's definitely DK. So I like this, right? I like this. I like this conversation. I like that you said it. And I'm going to read this, the, the stats in a little bit. But um, if I had to go with somebody, I'm going with Kenneth Walker, yo. I'm, I want to make this team one-dimensional, right? And so, and the reason why I want to make it one-dimensional is because of Mooney Ward. So now, that means that the team just has to figure out a way to take away their tight ends, which I like our safeties and linebackers to cover those guys. Yep. And I also like the simple fact that I think Lockett can be contained. I think that would be the guy that would get them yards because let me just read to you the stats that because you, you guys like stats. So I'll read to you the stats. All right. They played two times. All right. Seven targets, 38 yards allowed, two pass breakups and zero touchdowns. Now, if I'm Seattle, and I don't know if you could do this with DK, I'm trying to get DK on somebody else other than Mooney Ward. Like, somebody else got to cover me. Put this dude in the slot with Jimmy Ward. Put him on the other side. Try to figure it out, you know? Because if I'm Seattle, I have to find a way to get DK Metcalf involved. Because like Mo said, the moment you get in his head and he's out the game, their offense is a no-show. And now you're going to have them reaching and trying to do too many things, right? Geno Smith's going to try to make plays and force passes, and there goes, there goes your interceptions. Um, from the defensive side, I like that John put this out there because we talked about this earlier in the show. George Kittle murdered this – well, wrong choice of words. Yeah. He did his thing against the Seattle Seahawks in the last game. And Woolen is the truth. He's the guy. So our wide receivers didn't really get off. So I'm excited to see what we're going to do a little bit differently because I guarantee you there's going to be some, some CMC out there lined up wide with juice in the backfield, Debo on the other side, maybe a little maybe a little Ray Ray. I would like to see Ray Ray, CMC, and, and Debo on the field at the same time. I, I just want to see what the hell will happen out of that formation. Two wide receivers – Three, excuse me, three, two wide receivers, two running backs, and put Juice back there too, or mix it up and put Elijah Mitchell back there. That's two running backs on the field, one split out. Well, I don't know. There's so much stuff that they can do, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do. But um, Willen would be that guy you got to figure out on the defense. Can we all touch and agree, or do you, uh, you get you think there's another person? Monster. He's a monster. Lockdown cornerback. I uh, for me, it's Quandre Diggs. Just because he's a he's he's a veteran, he's, he's the vet. Yeah, he's a veteran. So we stopped him last time. Though. We took him out last time. Figured we, it out. We we did, but again, the third time we're seeing a team. Mm. They now have film on Brock Purdy. Mm. You know, he's he's one of those guys that he likes to bait. So if he if he finds something, and let's hope, <laughs> I I know it's going to be good, 
but let's hope you and Johnny Dell's breakdown isn't too good and somebody from Seattle don't slide that, that film uh, breakdown uh, right, we'll, into we'll, Quandre we'll, Diggs DM. You know because we'll, if y'all because if y'all film is too good <laughs> and, and and I better not hear quite well, it was actually a 49er content <laughs> who put out the film on Brock Purdy and I, I tell studied you what. it. It won't so, be you know, that. thank you to the 49er faithful community for giving me the blueprint. So, right. like, it, it he's, won't he's, be any he's, of that. He's, he's such a, he's such a, a smart veteran cerebral player. And it's cerebral. So, I, I feel like in, in some way he can possibly affect this game, whether that's a, a strip or whether it's him baiting the rookie quarterback into throwing, you know, a, a pass that, you know, he doesn't want to throw and then, you know, it gets picked off. So, I, I would definitely look at – a. Quandre Diggs. I, 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 yo, Jizz, you just meet me at the motherfucking game, right? Bro. Like, like, come just on, dog. Like, game, he won, he, yo, he want to shoot the fair one with one of us so no, bad. It's, like, it's not y'all. Trust I me, it's even, not y'all. I can't even tell if this is a shot. And I didn't I, even say, see, I didn't even say Seattle was scouting. I said a Seattle fan take the film and slide it into the DM. I, that's what I said. I said a fan trying to help their team out. I I just I, I leave you alone. My you've been picking at me since '88. <laughs> nah, bro, you coming a far second to me, brother. You think so? Well, yeah. Okay. I thought it, I, I think not it, even close. No, no. GSU was GSU was on Mo's nose when I had Pharaoh Mo's nose, and he was going at <laughs> Fair hey, all the day, all day. I'm sorry, I'm used to Yo, it. Yo, from I got from from. From from the moment the intro finished until we said peace, GSU was in. He even had a comment that you know how the comments come in after you hit in broadcast. Yeah, he even had one sneak in after the broadcast that me and Fair was talking about after the show. Yeah, man. Yo, like I just meet me, just meet me in Cali, bro, this weekend, man. Like you know what I'm saying? We gonna put some boxing gloves on. We gonna handle our handles, and then we gonna drink to my birthday. That's what we gonna do. Amen. Yeah, we got first shot from Breezy because it's birthday. Real G's, yo, real G's. Listen, great show. We got a couple of more contributions that we definitely got to read. Thank y'all for the contributions, the super chat contributions. All right, uh, I felt like I missed one. Can you go back and scroll up? I'll read this one, and then if you can go back and scroll, there's one before this one. I believe there was one. It was. Oh, no, it was it. that one. It no, was it's the one, it's that's one above before it. this. Yeah, it's from from Chanel. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, I grabbed it. Uh, I Delvin it. Thomas, thank you for the contribution. The fact that we sweeped. The conference, you shouldn't have to play any of those chumps. This is this is fun. It's an insult. We must stomp them in the ground. I need a I need a victory that is telling to where the 49ers laid out a can of whip ass. I would love to whip ass the Seattle Seahawks. I want that type of a victory. But let me ask you this, guys. Let me ask you this. Would you had rather played play Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, the Giants. I don't care who. Would, I don't care. It who don't would. matter. Ultimately, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones. I don't care if it was the Detroit Lions. I, yeah, I ain't want. I, I'm gonna keep it a buck, Mose. I, I feel you. I like I the just, Lions. I didn't want to see they run game, bro. Like I know we stopped the run. I know we can stop the run. That's we what we, that's what we Atlanta, do, though. Bro. Huh? Huh? Jamal Williams is a different monster, bro. Well, we didn't have nobody in Atlanta. And, and Jamal, let's all right. I like Jamal Williams too, but he he the goal line back. Like, no, he not. 
Yes, he is, bro. I mean, I, yo, I, yo, like the majority 80, of his 80, 80% of his 18 touchdowns came from the two-yard line or closer. Hey, man, when we had Booby Dixon, ain't nobody was complaining how that motherfucker got in the end zone. I'm he just had no 18. He definitely didn't, yo. He broke Barry Sanders' <laughs> record. But 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 he also had some sustainable, not big runs, but like eight, nine-yard carries. Like, he was doing his thing. He no, he, he was doing, he's been doing his thing all season, yo. I would say Jamal Adams is equivalent to Ron Artest. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. If you didn't Ron, see. Ron. <laughs> is this is this Meta or Ron Artest? Sorry, Meta. Yeah, which one? Ron Artest okay. was one? the fighter. Yeah, that's Meta, what I'm asking. I, and I love that you asked me that question because they were two different pieces. Yeah, they were definitely two yes, different pieces. They were two yeah. different people. They were definitely two Ron different Artest, people. Ron Artest worked at uh at Circuit City during his offseason as a rookie. <laughs> like, this dude different, bro. He different, different. Like, he don't I got no sense. NBA was guaranteed. No. He, was, he was in the NBA making $7 million a year working at Circuit working at City, Circuit bro. Circuit City, bro. I, I love y'all. Best buy. Bro, what, what kind of discount was you trying to get, my G? Bro, did, bro. He had to do something to keep his brain going, bro. Bro, Circuit City was the spot. Every Tuesday, movies and CDs, man, it was on sale. Yeah, they was right, on right, sale. Right. Janelle is back with the contribution. We got a double one from him, so we'll read both of them. Uh, I think you stopped the run game. Then you can pass rush. Smith, therefore, Metcalf is already taken out because of the pass rush. Ooh. Okay. Good. Right. That's the game plan. I mean, that, right? that goes to what you said, Breezy. You want to stop Kenneth Walker. Yo, make Geno Smith beat us, yo. If Geno Smith beat us, I shake the motherfucking hand, bro. Geno Smith, in my opinion, ain't that dude. I don't care how good of a season he looked like he was having. I mean, he, he, got, he got Seattle's passing record. He got more passing yards than Russ ever had. Make, he, guess he ain't got them shits against the 49ers defenses. That's true. What he will do, though, is run. And that is my only concern. But you know what? You might as well Bring get prepared. Hey, you might as well get prepared because you're gonna have to face a Hertz. You're gonna have to face a Daniel Jones. And when Listen, you get he, the- keep, he keep taking hits like the one he took against. First of all, I don't feel like that was a personal <laughs> foul penalty. Like J- Jalen Ramsey was already there, and all Jalen did was you got a, another grown man running at you full speed. All Jalen did was brace for the hit. You knew right. they was gonna call that though. Moses. I knew they was gonna call it, but that was that was that was crap. That was bold. We, we can say so what we it, want about Jalen. He's not a dirty player, though. He's bro. not. He's never he been a dirty player. He plays by the rules. Ever. He's annoying. He's frustrating. He talks He talks a lot of trash. He runs his mouth. But he, he, one thing that Jalen Ramsey is not is a dirty player. So, yeah. like, but talking about Geno Smith, he keeps taking hits like that. He ain't going to be the quarterback for much longer. And he bet he better not run into to Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Jimmy Ward, or Tyler oh. Hufunga like that. Yo, they coming. Somebody's somebody's cracking him. Yeah, for sure. Like legit, and they'll do it. They'll do their best to make sure that it's legal. That is legal. But my only concerns, though, is that because he is a quarterback and a premier one at that, he will get a call. And I don't want that to get to the 49ers mental. Like you know right. what I mean? Like, and right, I know right. we're thinking ahead, but let's talk about Geno Smith because let's keep it apart. He's gonna run. He's gonna run. He's gonna have to run. I mean, he the 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 second time we played him, he only had one rush for 18 yards. That was a Correct. big one. First time, he only had two carries for two yards, so he really didn't do nothing there. Was but that- like you said, when we start to shut this run down, uh-huh. and Kenneth Walker and Travis Homer and them guys can't get any yards, uh-huh. and they're struggling moving the ball and sustaining drives and getting first downs, 
then Pete is absolutely going to go to Geno Smith running the ball more. So, and we talked about him being a good coach and having a game plan. If one thing that we've been talking about is the core is this defense struggling with mobile quarterbacks. You think Pete Carroll don't know that. Right. So that could be something that's in his bag of tricks where the first time we played, he only had two carries. The second time he only had one, he start to run Geno Smith. He get, He's getting the Jalen Hurst treatment, getting anywhere from 10 to 12 carries for them to move the ball, sustain drives, and get first down. So that's yeah. something, like you said, Breezy, earlier. Like, how do you how do you not get hit with the sucker punch? How do you be prepared for it? Again, read your keys, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. stay assignment sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely don't trust Pete Carroll. I don't trust many old people who can take their teeth out. Who uh, play do crossword puzzles? You just say he you know has I mean? answers, bro. Yo, he, he do crossword puzzles. You know how the old people also they be pulling quarters out your ears. Like I don't trust old people like that. Bro. <laughs> I'm all set. So Pete Carroll, don't trust them. Be on your p's and your q's for this game. Be ready. Oh man, I'm done, bro. I'm done. Good night. Yo, the old people pulling the quarter out your ear. Good night, Jack. Remember that. Thank hey, you young, for the hey, young man, I found this behind your ear. <laughs> Come on, dog. Good night, Jacqueline. Just, Thank you, you so much. Musty-ass quarter away from me, dog. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this quarterback that been sitting in your back pocket for six years. That junk got stains on it. Right. right. You know, got uh, bubble gum stuck to it. It got a, you know, that you know that the you know the little the church mitts that your grandma used to give you. It, it, or the it, butterscotch. It, or the butterscotch. It, 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 it's, it's got the, the, the empty plastic right. It, it ain't no peppermint in it. It's just nah. the empty plastic wrapper that's stuck to it. Geco travels vlogs POV. Thank you for the super chat contribution. Thoughts uh, of teams' permission to interview Adams, the Titans leave guys. Our that alone. leave our people uh, alone. They t- well, it's gonna happen, guys. That, I mean, when you're when you're great, we're about, we're about to lose D'Amico, man. We don't need to lose nobody yeah, else. We're gonna get more comp picks. The way I look at it, well, yeah, but like, Adam Peters, yeah, but at, but Adam Peters, man, that's I'm the like, fourth, fourth to seventh round guy, man. Yeah, I, yo. I he know is, he is our I, and is we don't have no early round picks. I know we only got the late ones. So if we lose him if we lose him this year. I know. And he go to Tennessee and all the late round guys that we were supposed to get he get <sighs> He got to he 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 got to leave like booty butt naked, bro. He can't take no books. Nah, no, you know he was ta- he taking all the notes. His cell phones get turned he taking in. all the notes. He better bro. have them joints backed up Dog. on an encrypted drive, bro. Hey, hey, they, you know they are. He got he got on he got them on, on iCloud. He got them on a home hard drive, and he got them on a flash drive. Like them, them notes. He is he is he is not leaving them notes in Santa Clara. Mm. Oh, them notes is coming. They gone. Here, here, here's the thing, right? We gonna it's draft the to- next George Kittle. He going to draft the next Talanoa Hufunga. He going to draft the next Fred Warner. And we're going to look at the Put Tennessee the Titans. Now, we're going to look at the Tennessee Titans in four years and be like, damn, they, they look a lot like us. So he, w- he would be going from director of personnel to general manager. And I think Ron Carthen would be going to – will be become the director of personnel for the Titans. I think that's how oh, it they is. Trying to they trying to get a, a two-for-one? two-for-one. Yeah, they're doubling up. Damn. But here's the thing, D'Amico Ryan's decline. Like he said that he's not interested. Not, in, not the in the Texans. Listen, 
there's other options. That's interesting. To the Cardinals, guys. That's interesting because I thought Demico would have wanted would have wanted to go back to the Texans because that's what he played for so long. I'm gonna. There's so much turmoil with that organization that he. Kyler, Kyler Murray or Davis Mills. Kyler. Kyler Murray. How ironic is it that Kingsbury you, gets fired? Did you, did you mm-hmm. hear who they requested the interview though? Who? Arizona? Who? Jim. Harbaugh? Harbaugh? He already he already declared to come back to Michigan, so I'm not worried about him. Oh, he's not coming to the NFL? Nah, he already said okay. he's coming back to Michigan. So okay, I would have okay, punched okay. him right in the motherfucking cactus. But, but so. Arizona was like, hey Jim, you want to come hey, back to the NFC West? Right here, man. <laughs> that's hey, that's you what, know, hey, if if he really was coming back to the NFL, you know he would have thought about that long and yeah, hard. Pause. Pause. Uh, the greatest forty nine. Thank you so much. It says great show. Let's get this dub for Bowman. Ah, I like that man. F Seattle. I, I if I if I'm the Niners, I'm watching that stuff, bro. I'm watching how they treated Navarro Bowman after he got injured, bro. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If I'm Fred Warner, I got my linebackers in the mother freaking room, and I'm like, yo, y'all want to see one of the greatest linebackers of all time? Let's watch 53. He was here when I got here. Let's they should watch. bring both of them back, actually. Ooh, to, to talk? They should They should bring 52 and 53 in. Honorary captains for the game? What? What? And they both, what? well, not this year for Bowman, but uh, Patrick Willis is a Hall of Fame candidate, too. What would that do for that young room? Because the 49ers are typically a young team, bro. Right. They just got the right pillars in that room, bro. You want to you talk about putting the energizer and somebody back? Ooh. You golly. bring you bring Pat and Navarro back to talk to the team. Fred is gonna have a whole nother level of inspirational fire that I don't even think we've seen yet. I agree. I agree. Great show, bros. Yes, um you as well. Final thoughts, man. Like, like how, how uh, we beating this team? Most certainly. Most certainly. I this team has come too far and been through too much to give up in now. the past three seasons mm-hmm. to to get to this point this year with all everything we've been through this <clears throat> year to have it end at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks. Like, yeah. no. No, just for the simple fact of we're not letting the Seattle Seahawks send us home. Any one of these other teams that we haven't played yet. We didn't play Dallas this year. We didn't play Philly this year. We didn't play Minnesota Giants. Any one of these other teams, cool. Not the Seahawks in the first round. Mm -hmm. I want to get Ilana's uh, or Elena's uh, thoughts like – I know. I, I could. I feel like you're a Seahawk fan. Um, I'm about to say we're Miss. We're we're Miss Mo's. We're uh Mrs. Mo's knows that because I ain't. I ain't your sweetie. <laughs> she was talking okay. to somebody in the chat, bro. Oh, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I ain't your sweetie, Mrs. Uh, Mo's knows. In the chat. This is what's going on in the chat. Okay, just what. Oh, okay. That's the okay. Get her. Come on, Christy Marie. Listen, come right, on, Christy Marie. Marie. I'm just curious to know. Show like, up for us. So girls don't want to be called sweeties. My no, other girls? No, no. That's 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 a derogatory term. I when thought it comes the word oh, okay. was derogatory. So damn, the word right. sweetie is derogatory now. No, like, no, like, 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 
when it when it comes from another female, it's derogatory. Really? Female to female, you call another female sweetie, you 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 trying to say something. You, okay. you can per, purposely foul. I nah, just didn't know good songs, man. So Saweetie, Saweetie, she's a 49er fan too. Yo, she is. She let's is. try to get her on the show. She's a diehard 49er fan. I believe her her grandfather, somebody that she knows played for the 49ers. So she grew up watching the mm-hmm. 49ers. Yo, yo. Uh, somebody from her family. I can't remember if it was her uncle, granddad, or whatever it is. Uh, I'm not trying to get any women in here punched. Guys, y'all not. Come on, y'all. See? It's no, but, but see, the, the they, they telling you. They telling you. Well, I know. I'm going to make sure I just delete the word from my vocabulary. I'm not saying B, sweetie, uh, hun, love. I'm just going to call you by your government name and make sure that shit spelled right, too, because I don't want to get that wrong, get punched either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chanel, please email me. Wayne, uh, thewaynebreezy at gmail.com. Email me, and I'll see you out there in Santa Clara if you're still watching. All right. Make sure you email me. Niner Faithful, it's a bad word for women to use it. Men? I, I'm, I'm just wondering if women would rather be called sweaty or sweetie. I don't you try. Now, if we call them sweaty, they probably gonna punch the shit out of us. Now, right. if we call them sweetie, we'll get a yeah. pass. But women, don't you call another woman sweetie Mm-mm. or right. sugar. I want to know why Jack. That's like that's like, that's like a guy going up to another guy. Hey, little man. Uh, yeah, right. Right. Must come. Like no, but no. Even if you, <laughs> even if y'all, even if y'all in an art, like y'all in a disagreement going back and forth. Right, right, right. If you call somebody little man in a disagreement, you you purposely being disrespectful. You trying to you trying to you know show that you got more power over there, more authority by calling them little man. So yeah. that's the same thing when woman to women when when right. when they bring out the sweetie, that's letting you know like I really don't think you sweet. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. I'm trying to be polite, but I really won't put hands and feet on you. <laughs> Right. Yeah, don't worry about it. We don't worry about it, sweetheart. We got this on Saturday. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. Just that's that splat. But we can say that's sweetheart. Gonna, yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna get all the smoke on Saturday, man. It don't matter. It's so Let them talk. It's part of the process. I, I actually enjoy the, the, the junk talk. It makes the sport that much better for me. It makes Absolutely. it that much more fun. And, uh, you know, it gets you somebody a little bit of bragging rights after it's all said and done. So, you know, if you're going to talk, just make sure you bring it. That's it. That's what I'm talking about, man. Way to close out that. Hey, Miss Ashley, uh, I called a, a young lady, ma'am, and... Like the guy dealt with. <laughs> yo, I don't even... I'm yo, not when saying. I... When I when I first met my mother-in-law, she asked me a question and I said, yes, ma'am. She looked at me with the deepest, darkest stare and said, don't ever say yes, ma'am, to me. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I, 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 I started stuttering. Like, I don't know what to, I was growing. Like, when you speak to your elders, you, you, you know, you, you say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. So I was just being polite when she asked me a question. But she looked at me like, you say yes, ma'am, to me one more time, and I'm gonna rip your throat from your neck. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, Tori, what I'm do I want it, bro? I, I was just like, Tori, bro, I would have been mute the whole rest of the conversation. I, I, I was like, I was like, Tori, just answer for me. The rest of it. she asked me something, just you answer. Yeah, I'm gonna text you the answer and you read it. Right? Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I am not, I am not getting my ass whipped at your mom's house today. 
not today. Uh, but it, it'll be missing your first name. That's what I'm doing from now on. Amen. I think I'm, I think that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. But, guys, great show. Love you guys out there. Shout out to all the members of the channel. If you're not a member of the channel, please join the channel. There's three different tiers you can join. You don't want to miss out on all the perks that we do. There's weekly perks, monthly perks, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll be going through some of those because I'm going to start inviting these Shanahan people. We're going to get them on the show. That's the Shanahan special. We're going to get them on the show. And I think we're going to create, like, the Purdy specials, too, as well. Uh, What did Kenny say? I guess man, I guess means, man call- means you're calling them old. Yeah, right. calling them. I definitely calling think it's old. a good idea though, Breezy, for Seahawks fans to follow and, and subscribe because they'll be able to get more football after this week. You know what I mean? Right. They won't be able to be, you know, you know they're, they're, I think that's season, a great way for them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they'll be able to get more football and follow a team that's still moving on. It'll a be team a that's relevant. No, yes. I got you. So uh Ilana, you know, uh, uh look. Why don't you just There's go ahead? A couple. I see some other folks in here too. Yeah, I, whoever you're a Seahawks fan, subscribe to the channel. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'll be on every day until Friday. I'll be traveling that day, so there'll be no shows on Friday. But until yeah. after the Super Bowl. And then uh, yeah. Uh, but great show, guys. Love you. Peachy, we're still praying for you. Please get well soon. Everybody else out there, uh, you are also in our prayers. Uh, stay up, stay faithful. Always, y'all, keep it nitty. Gritty baby. Hey, it's playoff time. The Niners are here, and you heard Fred Warner say they about to take it up another notch. It's no more one or no. It's go hard or go home, baby. It's Amen. that time, man. Love y'all. Stay up, stay faithful, y'all. Peace.